Ah, hello there. It is so good to see you today. Thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions through Redeeming Life Fellowship. And here I am, uh, Pastor Dan, and I'm excited that we have this opportunity to continue our journey through the book of Acts. And today we're going to be in Acts 20, verses 13 through 38. Acts 20, verses 13 through 38. And most of what we're going to find here is a recording of Paul's speech to uh, the elders from Ephesus, which is a little important right now at this case, because we remember it's not that long ago that uh, the city was almost torn apart by a, uh, a riot that was in some measure related to uh, Paul's preaching and his ministry in Ephesus. So, uh, doubtless, there's been a lot of rumors swirling about uh, not just who Paul is, but also his intentions and what it is that he's trying to accomplish so that uh, Paul has to uh, defend, in some measure or another, his innocence, uh, that he was not out to uh, to cause any kind of trouble, but rather um, he's doing the sort of thing that God, had, uh, God has placed a calling upon his life, and he's following through with it as best as he can. Uh, and so that's what you're going to find here. And one of the interesting things about this, a passage like this, is one is, well, first of all, that most of this passage, as you're reading it, it really does feel and sound like you are reading one of Paul's epistles. So as you're reading through, um, get a feel for it, uh, because what we're reading here is going to sound a whole lot like what we're going to be uh, picking up on and reading throughout uh, much of the rest of the summer and into the fall, that we'll be journeying through the New Testament, through the, the Pauline epistles. So that what we're reading now, you'll be able to catch the heart of what it is we're about, we're going to be reading later. And that when Paul is sitting down to write an epistle to uh, Thessalonians or Galatians or the Corinthians or the Romans, that he's doing so uh, largely as a pastor, as a person who is not merely writing to be able to just give them theological truths, although that is so, that he's doing so in a way that 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 he wants to to bring their lives into connection with the good news of the gospel and show them how it is that makes a difference in their lives. And that's what we're going to, to be reading about here in this passage. But the other thing that I want you to, to think about, uh, just as a, something to ponder, is that uh, ask yourself, what is your life worth? Um, and sometimes... I think we're inclined to, to think that that our lives are good or they're valuable because they can be measured by their their accomplishments. Uh, through going to school, through getting a nice job, through uh, having, um, you know, uh, well-behaved children, uh, through, uh, you know, having diplomas, um, having uh, respect from your, your neighbors and people within your community, even within your company. Uh, it could be that, that once, once we achieve certain things, that those are the sorts of things that make our lives valuable. And 
what's interesting also, or in this case, is that that Paul's life and why he does what he does is clear. It's clearly influenced by the way in which his ambitions have been totally transformed by the gospel, and that um, he'll say something like in verse 24, that he considers his life worth nothing to him, if only he may finish the race and complete the task that God has given him, that the Lord Jesus has given him, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. For Paul, the chief value in his life is answering the call of God upon his life, and that he would not just only work hard at the task that's been given to him, but that he would actually finish it. Uh, and what's interesting about this is that I think also uh, that a lot of us think about our lives as valuable based upon our accomplishments, and our accomplishments are things that, you know, are, are like our trophy room, that we can just pop it up there and say, look, I accomplished this. Um, this is this is why I'm valuable. This is why, why I'm important. But that for a lot of people, even... Uh, considering all of their accomplishments, their lives can still fall into ruin because they 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 put their value in the things that they accomplished in the past, and we're not considering whether or not um, their lives were done. Uh, that uh, that they've 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 achieved, they're past their prime, they're resting on their laurels, and uh, they've called it good. Uh, thrown in the towel and said, this is fine. Um, I'm happy. I'm pleased. I'm content. I'm complacent with what I've, what I've accomplished. And that that's the sort of thing that usually leads to atrophy and it leads to pride and it leads to, to downfalls. And uh, Paul would not do that. He would not rest on his laurels uh, because he knows that it's not merely important that he respond to the gospel or that he work for the gospel, but that he would actually finish the job that God had called him to do. Because it's not merely how you start, it's not merely how you persevere, but it is truly how you finish, and whether or not you finish what God has called you to do. And I want to be a person who doesn't just start something good, or persevere in something good, I want to finish well what God has called me to do. So, with that in mind, let's read Acts 21, verses 13 through, or sorry, Acts 20, verses 13 through 38. So, and it says, We went ahead to the ship and sailed for Assos, uh, where we were going to take Paul aboard. He made this arrangement because he was going there on foot. When he met us at Assos, he, we took him aboard and went to Mytilene. The next day, we set sail from there and arrived at Chios. The day after that, that, we crossed over to Samos, and on the following day arrived at Miletus. Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. When they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole time when I was with you. From the first day I came into the province of Asia. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears, although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jews. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be uh, helpful to you, 
but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me, if only I may finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you, night and day with tears. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had said this, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. What grieved them most was his statement that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. I think Paul has said it better than I could ever have done, that uh, his life is characterized in spending himself in a worthy task, um, and that it's it's a worthy task because it, it's it's God's call upon his life, not anyone else's, and that um, that's the sort of thing that characterizes his hard work in in helping the weak because he knows that this is exactly what Jesus has done. In um, where he, what he said, which is not even recorded in the Gospels, but here in Acts, that it is better to give than to receive. Um, and if Jesus said it, then that's good enough for me. So thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions. I encourage you to subscribe. I also encourage you to uh, help support us financially throughout this church plant and uh, help us with the ministry here in Whitley County and in Columbia City. And, uh, and I pray God would bless you and keep you and strengthen you. And that... Uh, that, that each and every one of us would spend our lives in a worthy task uh, as we heed God's call upon our lives. So God bless you, and I look forward to seeing you in person as soon as possible. Take care, guys.